I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. Hey, Ben, how's it going? Hey, man, good morning. And uh, hey, Ruben, how are you? Good, uh, good to be on here. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Um, as you as you probably heard, folks, we have a guest, Ruben Gamez. He is the founder of BidSketch and DocSketch. And so we're just excited to chat with you. Uh, we really just want to talk about kind of the early days of starting a business, since that's where both Ben and I are at. Um, and just want to kind of, you know, learn from your experience. Um, you know, we kind of come at this with open eyes is that we feel like we don't know what we're doing sometimes. <laughs> and so we really appreciate, you know, founders like Ruben, uh, who have, have done this and you have a lot of experience. So we really are excited to kind of hear, uh, what you have to share. So thanks for coming on Ruben. Yeah, of course. Uh, this is a great, in, in a lot of ways, it's a great stage. I like it a lot. Uh, in, in some ways it's a, it can be a little frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Um, so first, can you just tell us a little bit about uh, kind of your journey with BidSketch and DocSketch, like when you started, um, just real quick, like what those two businesses are that you're working on? Sure. So BidSketch is a proposal uh, product that helps people create uh, proposals and lets them get those approved by clients. And that was, that was started about 10 years ago. I was working nights and weekends, uh, full-time uh, I was, I was running a web development department, so I was more of a manager by then. And uh, really, I started uh, at that one place. I, I think I'd been working there about nine years. I started uh, working there as a developer, which I liked a lot, and that was like my goal for a long time. Mm -hmm. Then I got promoted and all that stuff, and uh, ended up being a manager and uh, had several teams under me and all that stuff. And I realized I didn't like what I was doing. <laughs> I really didn't like it yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I ended up, uh, you know, looking for a product idea, building out BidSketch uh, nights and weekends. And about a year and a half into it is when uh, there was enough there. It was, you know, generating enough revenue to be able to, to quit the job. And um, that's what I did. Then I, you know, grew that for several years. And um, now last year launched DocSketch. And it's about, been about a year. So that was a very different uh, experience for a lot of reasons. And um, <clears throat> I was already, you know, I already had BidSketch, right? I could focus more time on DocSketch and I had a small team that we can, uh, we could use to help develop, you know, DocSketch as a new product. Funny enough, it took four, it took about four months to reach uh, you know, beta or early access for BidSketch. Mm -hmm. It took, it took, <laughs> well over a year to reach uh, with more people wow. working on it to reach you know uh, that same uh, milestone with Doc Sketch. It's very different experience. So uh, Doc Sketch is an electronic signature uh, product, um, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit newer and the thing that I'm mostly focusing on nowadays. Cool. Yeah, I was uh, actually just last week, I was signing something with Intercom because I'm building something for their platform and I and I saw DocSketch come up to sign some papers like, oh, this is this is Ruben's. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was that was good. That's cool. Um, yeah. So I think we actually one of our earlier guests, Justin Jackson, we talked to him about 
kind of like finding the right market, no, uh, you know, n- knowing that you're working in the right market and um, how important that is to like a business. And he told us, he's like, you guys need to have Ruben on. You need to talk to Ruben about this. Um, so yeah, what are your thoughts about how, like choosing a market, knowing a market that is good to start a business in, you know, what are your thoughts about how you, how you think about that? Yeah, it's, uh, so with BidSketch, uh, there was no, there, there wasn't a proposal category at the time. So there weren't any proposal apps. We were the first one, and um, it was nice in some ways, you know, uh, less competition. And really, the selling it was more about like this just does, you know, this one thing, right? Uh, didn't even have to talk mm-hmm. about the the benefits and, and or any of that stuff. You could be when when you're pretty new, people are, are you know. Uh, more often asking, what is this? What does it do? And you can you can get away with uh, with being a little bit more lazy on that that front and getting more traction yeah. that way. Huge. The the trade off is: Am I building something that people actually want? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is huge, and so many people get stuck <laughs> at that part. And uh, most of the time, uh, or a lot of the time, uh, people are not building what what uh, people want. Um, even if you get past that, even if you get, you know, past the, am I building uh, something that people want? Um, you're, you're still then looking at, is this the best form of that? Right. Is this, because there, there are no examples, there's no previous data. There's nothing that tells you you're on the right path. So you're constantly like, is this the right market? How big is this? Should I keep, keep going? There's so many questions and, um, so many unknowns. And competitors come come through and copy a bunch of what you're doing, and you know uh, you set things standards for the category because there is no category. So suddenly everyone's pricing exactly the way you are, and you're like, wait, like I don't, I have no idea if this is good or bad. Like maybe we should be pricing a lot more, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, with Doc Sketch, it was uh, it's very different, very established uh, category. Um, you know, with DocuSign and, and some well-known companies in there. It's been around right. for a very long time, super competitive. And um, there's a lot of data. You know people You know people want, want it. You know people pay for it. You know there's a lot of money in there. Um, you even know what they don't like about the current solutions. And there's so much great data in there. And it makes that part of it way easier. It's, it, I mean, it's there. It's done already. So I'm really enjoying that part of it now, but there there are trade-offs, right? And the trade-offs, uh, right? There are, it's a lot more competitive. So how do you stand out? Like how do you break in, right? There there are many uh, apps in this category that come in and launch and fail because you know they can't stand out, they can't get a channel or any, or anything like that. So nowadays I think I'm favoring going with uh, an established market, something where they're proven customers, um, and you know, not having to figure all that stuff out, just knowing that it's there and figuring out sort of the rest, like how do we stand out? How do we get customers in that part of it? Yeah, so like with BidSketch, you, you had all these unknowns. How did you go about figuring that all out and, and how long did that take to figure out? <laughs> um, 
years and it's still like not figured out in the category there's still the categories like bigger than you know anybody in it uh, and no one's really I don't know figured out certain parts of it so um, because I, maybe because it's so new so um, early on it's it's really just what we did I'm trying to think uh, in the earliest days it was you know build out a, a lightweight product so this is another trade-off that's nice uh, build out a product that doesn't really have to do much like for DocSketch, we had to build way more stuff because the expectations are at a way different level, right? Like everybody has uh, a certain set of features and that's at a minimum. When you're building up for a, new, for a new category, it just has to do the core thing and it doesn't really have to do much else and you can get out there much faster. So I, I do like that about that, that approach. Um, but it was, you know, talk to as many people as possible having it really comes back to just customers and talking to customers and figuring out mm -hmm. what they want back then my uh way of doing it was uh way less sophisticated so there was a lot of wasted time of, of, you know just like okay well i'm having conversations through support and i'm asking people you know what do you think about this and that and those are not the the best ways to truly get um, the type of feedback that you need that lets you know you're heading in the right direction, you're building uh, the right type of product fast enough, especially when you're in a newer category. And when you have all these questions to answer that might kill the business, that might end up like, you know what, this is not, this is not, um, this is not a big enough category, like, or this is not a product that's going to take me to my goal, you know, at, uh, you know, twenty thousand dollars a month or 50 i had really simple goals at the beginning it was just like quit the job like you know so yeah, um yeah. i got there with some work working nights and weekends not you know the easiest thing in the world but um after that it was like oh well okay this could be bigger i think a lot bigger how much and it was just a mm -hmm. lot of trial like you know putting out features that we thought were right and learning a lot i was uh less experienced but even if you're if you have more experience there's still so much learning in every category there's so many differences yeah that sounds pretty um, pretty much like like our goals right now <laughs> first of all being able to quit the job um so what's there oh like... my goal is just to be able to pay for uh our <laughs> weekly coffee dates <laughs> that's my goal right now are you are you um so how are you thinking? So like when I launched BitSketch, I was thinking of it in terms of actually, I think the very first thing that I thought about was not even this will replace my job. It might have just been like this will be just, a, you know, a couple thousand dollars and then I'll, I'll kind of know how to do this a little bit better. And then I'll do something else that that would be bigger and that will probably replace the, you know, what I'm getting paid. Um, how are you, yeah. are you guys thinking about that? Like at what scale are you are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like I'm trying to replace my job ultimately, but if it doesn't happen with Playgroup right now, that's all right. Like it should just like be a steady income on the side, first of all. And if I can see or if I see that I can, you know, push it further than that, that's that's great. I'll stick to it. <laughs> um, if I see I can't do that, then I'm fine with trying something else. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And then for me, I mean, 
I think I think this is an interesting thing to talk about because this is some of the things I just struggle thinking about in my mind because I in my mind like I know okay I need to have some small goals to work towards and then I, I start doing that and then just so easily I start thinking towards well what about these like bigger things I want to be able to do and it starts to mess up because then I start to kind of second guess, like, I don't know if this business can do that, you know? Mm. Um, cause yeah, my, right. my main goals I, I want to do is just, if I could just make a little business, that's just a couple thousand a month as just a start. And if that's where it stops, like I'd be pretty happy with that. Cause then, you know, just the learnings as you mentioned from that to then kind of go to the next thing. Um, so yeah, like right now it's just get, get to a hundred dollars a month, um, be able to pay for our coffee dates and stuff like that. And I just want to kind of keep it small. Um, but yeah, it's so easy to kind of think to like, well, I don't like thinking past that and, and trying to rush it and, and just not being patient with kind of the process of getting there and letting it happen. Um, that I, I struggle with in my mind all the time. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Have you, have you struggled with that or, or like, how do you be patient in, in all this? Um, I'm often told that I'm very patient, but I feel super impatient. I have, I feel like I have no patience <laughs> and I guess outwardly, I'm, I, I look a lot more patient than I am, uh, for, for bit sketch. It was, um, I hated, <laughs> I got to the point where I hated, uh, what I was doing for a living. So I was highly motivated <laughs> nights and weekends. Uh, to build something and to start making money. And I think uh, once I started getting paying customers and um, got over the very early sort of rough, really rough spots and I saw started seeing some tractions like, hey, this is actually working. Um, excitement took over more than, you know, <laughs> like before it was highly motivated by let's get, I need to get out of here. Um, and right. then it, it changed at, at some point. Um, and um, I was really, like I said, um, okay with just not, uh, with not making uh, a ton of money, with, with even maybe not having the first effort be something that takes me out of the job. But for DocSketch, the expectation is very different. Uh, the expectation is um, definitely this is the next thing. It's... Uh, going to be bigger and uh, with that comes uh, a lot of um, I don't know uh, you know you, you can you can imagine the mindset is already so different that it that you get frustrated a lot more easy easier and uh, you know you're mm -hmm. okay uh, you're wanting to almost like skip steps and you can't skip steps yeah. no matter what right yeah <laughs> Yeah, I definitely feel that uh, urge to skip steps because kind of similar, like you're saying, like right now I have a day job and I'm doing that, you know, during the day, but I'm, I want to work on my own business and that's what I'm excited about. And I want to skip to just only working on that, but it, it's so fragile that like I can't do that. And if I did that, it would probably actually just uh, put the business in jeopardy um, just because it's, you know, it's so fragile right now. And it's like, that's why like patience is almost the skill I need to work on the most right now, uh, just to be able to push this thing out and, and last long enough to where it can actually have legs and, and, and work. Um, and that's, yeah, it's just so hard cause I want to skip to the next thing cause I'm excited <clears throat> about it. You know, it's fun making progress and all that kind of stuff. So, 
Yeah, I, I feel I, what you're saying. I do remember in, in the early days of BitSketch, it was, um, even though it was making progress, it, I remember it constantly just feeling like, you know, yes, the goal was eventually, like, quit the job and and be working on this thing full time and nothing but that thing. But it, uh, in some ways, it just seems so, it seems so... Um, far away and so far out there I had even I had trouble even imagining like really at some point I'll just be doing this yeah, thing yeah. you know it, it, um, just having it be real I don't know it was always really far even when I got kind of close it was it was just like almost this this thought that like will something happen will I just need to keep having to work full time will it just flatten out will you know will I actually ever get there um, but you get there. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, that, that's uh, hopeful. So, yeah, it sounds like it's just hard to believe that this could actually happen. <laughs> that makes sense. I can, f I can see that happening <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right now, actually, like for me, it's like every other week I'm like impatient and then I get like three trialing customers one week and the next week I don't get anything. So I get impatient again. And, then, you know, like it's up and down, basically. <laughs> oh, yeah. The the ups and downs. Uh, even um, I thought I was pretty good with those with BitSketch just <laughs> doing it, you know, for a while. And uh, I'm seeing it, you know, starting off with DocSketch, just, you know, just getting the first few customers and then. Oh, nobody signed like signed up this day. What's going on? Like the next day, just like one person. Like what? <laughs> you know. And uh, yeah, um, it's still you still go through all that. It's funny. Yeah, I've definitely been feeling that as well. I, I've been wanting to talk about that too because, you know, especially like now in the early times, like my uh, just how I feel is so tied to how things are going. And I don't know. <laughs> in some ways, that's not good. Like. I'll get like a, a new trialing user, new customer, whatever. And I'm like on top of the world, like, oh, this is amazing. This is like going to work. And like you have all these, all of a sudden you like extra extrapolate out. So what this could look like months down the road. And then the next day, like you get some, you get a no or you get some bad feedback. And you're like, oh man, this is, <laughs> I almost feel like, uh, and like this isn't normal, but I almost feel like I'm becoming like bipolar or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I don't know. Yeah, how do you how do you deal with that and like just like find some consistency through kind of the emotions of it? Yeah, I I um I'm pretty good. Doesn't mean it's it's easy, but I'm pretty good at just doing what I need to do, like like grinding it out. You know, like mm -hmm. in wrestling, they say embrace the grind. Um, just kind of doing that and um, like uh, and not depending on motivation. Right. Like in the highs and lows are separate and those will happen. And I'm still going to let's say maybe I'm having a kind of, uh, you know, like a rough week or uh, day for whatever reason. And I'm just I feel like I need a break. Um, I'm pretty good at nowadays more often taking a break, but um, being mindful that it's really easy to get into a habit of just taking a break and not making progress and not not getting anything done. So really good at um <laughs> sort of like setting up and following this this rule that I have, which is like, okay, uh, if I'm not feeling it today and I, and I just, you know, want to take the day off or do less, but I really have stuff that I should do, um, work, work for 10 minutes, like just do 10 minutes of work, 
and then then you're cool then you can you know you can be done and 99% of the time I work for 10 minutes and once I it's like the getting started it's like going to the gym like I don't yeah. I don't I don't want to stop so it's to me it's almost like brushing your teeth or tying your shoelaces or like you don't depend on motivation for those things you just do them right um, mm-hmm. and these are these are things that need to be done to make the progress that that you're looking for so um, I I sort of take that attitude, but but I'm also nowadays more more mindful of, especially with with everything going on. You know, it's like, hey, take the day take the day off if you really need it. That's helpful. How are you guys feeling like on on that front, like on on the you know motivation front and and just like working on it week in and week out? Um, so yeah, I'm I'm very motivated right now. Um, like I want to spend pretty much all my extra time on it, um, which is good. But at the same, at the same time, like I kind of have to stop myself a little bit because I can burn out if I get too tired. Like, like right now, like kind of an example is like, I kind of struggle falling asleep because I'm like, just, it's just going in my mind, like thinking, Oh man, what next thing do I need to do? How do I fix this problem? How do I help this customer? And it just doesn't, it's hard to turn it off. And so after a couple of days of that, not sleeping well, whatever, like it, it definitely starts to wear on me. And that's usually when I'll be, you know, more down about things, just, you know, you're tired. Um, but I am pretty motivated right now, but I, it's like, I got to keep the pace at a good, like a good pace so I don't burn out. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where I'm at right now. How about you, Ben? Yeah. I mean, for me, it, I'm I'm kind of the same like I'm um I try not to let motivation dictate what I do so much <laughs> and just try to you know some days push through it and then other days when I really don't feel like it I know that I have to take a break and also I feel like I'm in a spot right now I'm you know I have so much other stuff to do on the side I'm uh also going to therapy on the side because I have some stuff from my past to work through right now um, and I know that those things need some attention. And so I got to balance that. I'm kind of aware of that. So I know when to take the breaks and I know when to, you know, grind basically and do the work anyway, even if it, even if I don't feel like doing it. Like if I set aside my Fridays, I, I should show up and I should put in the work. That's, that's how I feel. Um, but I feel like I have a good balance there. So, um, yeah, it, it seems to work. <laughs> That's great. That that's yeah. uh, a lot of people really just run on motivation. So and you can keep that. You know, when you're excited, you can keep that going f- for a while. But then eventually that runs out. Like and you'll have dips mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And then um, when it goes away, like if you want to make real progress and want to continue that progress, can't can't depend on that. Um, but that's yeah. that's also a really good thing that where you said taking breaks when you don't even want to every once in a while but you kind of know that you should yeah, I, I, yeah. i've had trouble with that but i'm like i'm lately i'm getting better with that <laughs> yeah so uh yeah it's talking about like at a point you it's you can't run on motivation at the same time though like where you're at down the road are you still i mean I, are you still really enjoying what you're doing enjoying running your own business and enjoy the things you get to do because of this business you created oh yeah 100 percent. i and I, um, 
when I am highly motivated and just feeling really good, I use that as much as possible. So it's not like I just completely ignore it, right? Like 100% use mm -hmm. it. Um, it's just trying not to let the downside, the de you know, the other the other side like impact me too much. So nowadays I'm re just launching a new product, learning so much, doing things differently, trying freemium, and just doing a lot of different approaches. It, um, going in a totally different sort of environment, like I said, very competitive, uh, much bigger. There's so many things that that I really like and get excited about it. Uh, ex excited about what I'm doing right now. So I'm having a lot of fun, um, but literally, um, this a lot of this time it's been it's been fun, right? Not every day is going to be like that, but most of the days yeah. uh, have been have been really cool. Um, but literally, was it two days ago? I, I said to myself, I'm not having fun right now. <laughs> um, and I had to take part of the day to think through what was bothering me and why I was not sort of lately having fun. Um, and it just has to do with, um, I figured it out. Um, and then I started a whole bunch of projects to take care of it. Like basically <laughs> the thing for me is, uh, uh, when you're not liking something or something's bothering you, uh, you're not having fun. Um, when there's a problem like that, figure out what it is and then just fix it. These, you know, we run these types of businesses. I, I talk to people who have businesses, businesses where they, they're slammed with support day and night and they're miserable because, you know, it's constantly mm -hmm. just them. They're never able to disconnect and all. It's like, oh. We, we design these businesses, they're, they're ours. It, it will take some time, but fix it. Like, right, <laughs> otherwise it's never gonna, going to change. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 so I, I think we just re are reaching a stage to where we have a lot of demand from a lot of different sides and we can't serve all those at the same time and there's, there's stuff that we should make better and it's just, it's a lot <laughs> right now. It's a, it's great. It's a really good place to be. Um, yeah, good problem to have. Yeah, it's a good problem to have, right? Versus the alternate, like, okay, well, we can't find customers, or or nobody wants this, or does anybody want this? Um, but it's weird. It's um, I'm very comfortable with like just letting stuff go, like meaning like uh, we're uh, we're getting a bunch of signups on, on one of our funnels, but. To make that work really well, we have to build out a bunch of features. Okay, that's not a priority right now. This is, uh, over here we're talking to these types of customers which stick around better and, uh, you know, there's less of them, but there's more potential here. Let's focus on that and be okay with the other side just kind of being not that great for that funnel and knowing <laughs> that, hey, we have 4,000 yeah. people each month trying to sign up and they're not having the best experience when they're doing it this yeah. way, right? Um, so I'm pretty good with that, but I have a lot of that right now from a lot of different sides. So that <laughs> I think that all that added up to, okay, um, fix this, just make it better. And and uh, started the, the, the process uh, and I feel a lot better with, I already hired a couple of contractors to help with some stuff. So it's been good. Okay. Nice. Yeah. That makes sense. When you have things from all sides like that, like it can just really stress you out and, and make, make things not as fun. So I, I like that uh, advice of basically fixing it, <laughs> do what you can, 
Um, but yeah, it seems like sometimes you wouldn't, sometimes you, you can't, you know, you can't fix it right away. And so you kind of have to push through some of those hard times and get through to the point where you can make things better. Um, uh, yeah, hundred percent. And yeah. you have to be comfortable with like, there's just a certain amount of that period, uh, whether it's, you know, even with a small team, because, uh, you're in a situation like I talked about or whether it's just you, right. And there's, it feels like there's a lot to do and there's limited amount of time and just being, like I said, being okay with letting the smaller stuff or even medium stuff like fall to the side and, and you know, not, not get it addressed in, in the way that you'd like. Um, it really does pay off to, to, to the, do that and just focus on the things that actually make your progress. It's like, I feel like all the practice of just letting, um, letting my Gmail sort of like build up my inbox and have like 20,000 unread messages and being totally, totally okay with that. Uh, mm. <laughs> paid off. It's been okay. I know some people are like hardcore inbox zero and stuff. I'm like, nah, just let them pile up. <laughs> yeah. So this is kind of going back a little bit to what we were talking about with the, you know, find the right market and stuff like that. But both, both Ben and I are, I mean, we're both trying to get our first customers. Um, and so in that stage, like, how did you know, and like, how do you think about like, this is the direction I should keep going, or is this, this, uh, thing that I'm building, like this is working and I should just continue pushing towards that to, or just like, okay, getting signs of I, this doesn't look like this is going to work. Maybe I should spend my time somewhere else. Like those kind of questions I think can, especially in the early days, I think kind of plague people. Right. Um, I know I, I have those kind of questions a lot. Um, so yeah, how do you, how did you think about that um, with your two businesses or, or, and how do you think about that now? Yeah. Or even, you know, the, the biggest one, should I even keep going with this product? Should I shut it down? Right. 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 Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's 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 really big. There, the, I think the thing that I've that I feel uh, I've learned about that generally nowadays is that there is no right or wrong answer. It's it's um, it's it's more like um, you're looking at several different paths, and many of them might work. Um, a lot of the time, it's like uh, related to what are your strengths personally, and mm -hmm. what can you leverage and what matches up and aligns best with that um, as things that you can try first, right? Because you could take a, the same business that has the same needs and is exactly the, uh, you know, far along at, at the same place and replace the person who's there running the business and have completely different results, right? Because maybe, maybe the type of cust uh, leads that are best for that type of business are the ones from presentations. And uh, the person that was there doesn't really like to do that sort of stuff. It's not that good at it, like that would be me. <laughs> and then you bring in somebody that's more <laughs> of a sales type of personality or that likes to do that type of um, selling and talking, speaking and all that stuff. And the business does really well. Um, <clears throat> so I do believe a lot of it goes back to to uh, strengths that people have, and then just also personally developing uh, and getting better and growing uh, uh, as you know, as a founder, and growing your skill set and just getting better at, at these things because you're not, you don't want to just stick with stuff that you know. I'm good at just these things, and 
that's all I'm ever ever gonna do. I'm never gonna try anything mm-hmm. else. Um, so I think a lot of it um, has to do with that. Um, also, when it comes to the two things that I, that I really like at the beginning, especially like to focus on, is just like um, I forget what book it was. Might have been like. No, I was thinking it was made to stick, but there was some book that talked about that described it as bright spots. These are things that you can look at in the data or qualitatively or whatever to where you, you see potential. And there's like, there's something here. It's working. There's something. Mm-hmm. And and going deep and, you know, doubling down, 10xing that thing. And I think that's really huge because in the beginning, you're just trying to find that. That's what you're trying to do. And uh, it's not about finding that and then just doing that a little bit better and then finding a little bit more of that. Um, I believe it's finding that and going really deep there, like in that area, right? What it, whatever it is. It's like, oh, it's a type of lead. It's a type of marketing. It's, a, it's something that people really like about the product that's really hitting. It's okay. Just you found something that's super valuable. Some, you know, getting this momentum early on is so important long term, like way past you know, um, where you're thinking. Uh, it's crazy to me how how the things that I did early on for BidSketch um, that gave me a certain amount of momentum really dictated long term what our sort of like growth kind of looked like. Um, so with that in in mind with DocSketch, when when we are hitting things that seem like they're um, really good for momentum, traction, or whatever. I'm being mindful of it and just investing more time and just trying to get more of that. Yeah, I couldn't help when you were talking about like finding that and doing more of that, just thinking of like pirates trying to find some treasure and whatever they did to find that treasure, keep doing that. (laughs) Find those bright spots. Yeah, you find Um, find a little bit of gold. All right, there's probably a lot more there. Let's go get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm kind of curious. Could you give a concrete example for a bit sketch when you found one of those spots and what it was? Like, what what did you, did you double down on? Uh, sure, there were several things. So, one of them very early on was just like reviews from blogs, and oh, yeah. um, you know, just going out pitching blogs and then getting a couple to hit early on, and then a little bit later, uh, getting like design blogs. Uh, a couple, one design blog hitting and then seeing like, oh, it's like Domino's, the next one is because they see or whatever mm. and saying, okay, this is, <laughs> there's a there's something here, do more of that, right? Um, or uh, with proposal templates, which was uh, a big part of our strategy early on, um, just had five and those actually started with one. So then, okay, this is cool. Uh, do more, five. Okay, this is cool. Do more. 100 right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> just i actually saw um, a really good example of this surprisingly because i never never understood product hunt <clears throat> i always thought it was like oh this will never work um <laughs> and uh, apparently it's pretty popular um but i saw them do uh do this really well the where they do they had these sort of like these founder interviews and um they they did pretty well for them and um in the beginning it was like a couple of months or a uh, couple like two or three in a month or whatever it was 
and uh, they went all in to where it was like at one point, like two a day, you know, this was like, oh, well, yeah, really heavily. Those are hard to do, um, at, especially at that scale. But when you find something that works, it really does pay off uh, to just heavily as much as possible invest in that. We've been like beaten in certain areas by competitors that took strategies that worked for us and we thought we were doing them a lot and they did it way more right and showed <laughs> and showed like oh, you you still had a lot more room to go here yeah interesting so with that uh doing like the blogs and stuff with bid sketch would you see like new users from those two? Like, was that part of the the bright spot, or is it just seeing you know just good feedback and reviews? It was uh, it was everything. New customers, new uh, you know word of like this conversation on Twitter and stuff. Um, I think it was Twitter back then in the day still. Um, yeah, <laughs> just these positive signs that that just it just felt like okay this is a good thing it was an obvious good thing with doc sketch it's been it's been it feels like i'm more brute forcing my way through because it's so competitive and our positioning's um been okay but not good enough to just clearly hit and sort of like take off in the in this same way so uh we've taken off and have gotten more traction uh a lot more traction than BitSketch already, but it's been, you know, like I said, it feels more like I've just had to brute force my way into it. Yeah, and with DocSketch, did you kind of just have like an hypothesis that there was room in the market for that and that you could differentiate in some way? Or, or did you did you just go out and start building that? Or how did you kind of get feedback that that, that, that hypothesis was maybe correct? Yeah. Um, so we had customers asking us to to add uh, this into BidSketch and uh, something that we had integrated with other apps, uh, you know, uh, so it was a really good thing for us to start looking into and then just saw, wow, there's a ton of overlap here. It's really the same sort of product, except for, you know, one creates content and the other one uploads content which just so happens to be a huge difference now that I'm in it. Um, so back then it was just like, yeah, like the same thing. Um, there are major, yeah, there are major differences. But um, sorry, what was the question again? I mean, I think you pretty much answered it. Um, so I mean, those, so is the, your customers for BidSketch and DocSketch, are they a lot of overlap there um, no with the um, same a little no, okay. no a little bit of overlap uh, but they're not that great of customers is what we've discovered so we haven't even promoted doc sketch to bid sketch yet like mm. started doc sketch from zero and just built that up totally separately um <clears throat> with the idea that yeah we'll promote it and cross and all this and it's now it's like mm, we could do that but we have you know there's other stuff that we should really f focus on yeah so it was um we you know i i did early on i did uh um twitter ads to um competitors and had them uh fill out a survey offered them uh, i don't remember what it was like 50 bucks to get on the phone um and just talk to as many people that were using these these products and did jobs to be done interviews with them to basically try and find 
uh, what are the gaps here? Where can we position ourselves, best position ourselves uh, in this market? What, what can we go after? Um, did a ton of, you know, when you have just competitors and a bunch of data in here, looked at all the review sites, saw where they, you know, the different products were weak in which areas, things like that. So that helped sort of informed uh, what we started with early on. So I have one more one more interesting question, I hope, because you're in a pretty unique position, like building your second SaaS. Um, like, is there some, some like great thing that you could basically apply that you learned from your first one? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot that I'm applying all the time. <clears throat> um, everything from um, letting freemium work for longer or trying that for longer. Um, some of the mistakes that we made with freemium on, on the BidSketch yeah, side, yeah. some stuff that we did accidentally for BidSketch on pricing, <laughs> which was just like gave away too much and uh, early on. And, um, but then later on when optimizing for pricing, it was really cool to just see like, oh, naturally, because we didn't uh, apply like really strict limits and try to overthink it and say, well, yeah, you can only have this many of that or whatever. You could see in the data, like, hmm, there, there are cohorts of like three uh, user accounts. And then the next big break is like five. And then the next big, just stuff that you could naturally see in, in, the, in the data because we didn't artificially limit. So being more relaxed with that early on and knowing that we're going to improve the pricing and use some of the data that we get from from learning yeah, uh, yeah. to, you know, to do that. So, yeah, they're all all the time. So it's, it's been it's been helpful. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking about uh, finding those uh, gold spots again. Um, how do you think about um, basically, you know, you go and you you do more of those things. How do you think about like at the same time thinking about making your business better, find more of those, those, uh, gold spots, but also building the business that you want to build and, and, and like kind of creating in the way that you want to, like, how did you think about that part of it? Um, kind of like the idea of like, you know, I think we all want to build businesses that don't like basically end up, uh, running us instead. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like, how did you kind of keep that in track? With uh, with BidSketch, it was, I don't know, it's something that I've always been very deliberate about uh, for both BidSketch and DocSketch. It's making sure that it's not the type of business that is just sucking up all of my time, which I see often uh, from people that are stressed out, just day and night working on it. <clears throat> um, and I guess if I look at the way we're approaching DocSketch, I can... Um, I can see it, it because it's a lot more fresh. I can see exactly how I tend to go about it, which is um, there are these decisions that that come up uh, to where um, certain, like let's say we're getting this type of, we're getting support for these things. Um, and uh, there are these other things that people don't understand. And then there's this potential over here for getting new customers and doing partners. So there's all this stuff that we can focus on and do. So are all the, there are always uh, these decisions that you're making, like, okay, what do I do next? Um, and I keep going every once in a while, um, so we fix support and all that stuff, but every once in a while, um, we go back and we spend some time on what are the things that are, like, 
that uh, are causing support or issues for users or making it a little bit harder that we um, that we fix short term, but we haven't truly addressed long term, meaning we haven't fixed the core of the problem, the reason why this keeps happening. Uh, and the more of that that you take care of, the less of a of a need there is for filling that because you know initially you just kind of fill that gap with people it's like okay i hire a support person and they kind of handle and help people and it's really easy to just fall on that mm -hmm. and, and sort of like leverage that and then having to well hire another support pe person kind of like with servers you know we're having performance issues the same sort of thing let's just add another server let's you know and some of that is is okay um but i think it's up to each person to decide how much of that they're comfortable with. And I'm not that comfortable with too much of that. So I tend to be very mindful of where the business is heading and um, where we're going to, uh, what things we should do to make sure that we have a business that is not going to be so resource intensive, so people heavy, nothing like that. So I have one person doing support for both products. Um, and uh, for BitSketch, you know, we have a, just you know, a couple thousand generally live there where we, we have a lot more, um, what's, what's the word? We ask for a credit card up front. So there's a lot more friction mm -hmm. to get in there. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. For DocSketch, there's less friction, we, but we get about, about 10,000 signups each month. Uh, right now into the product so new people coming in into the product each month um, and it's still one person doing support for both of those products and it doesn't take them a full day it takes half of it yeah wow that's, that's pretty, pretty crazy cool. that you're able to to build a business like that that's that's awesome yeah well part, partly been mindful of it but sometimes too the type of product that you're building this is the other thing like yeah it's important yeah, it's uh, well, it can be. It's almost like serving, uh, building this type of product and then serving this type of market just inherently is going to be like a higher support thing, a more time consuming thing, right? There's still always right. room there to improve that. There really is. Uh, but um, certain products just require more of that than others. Yeah, and I can like see if it really depends on who your customer is. Like if your customer is non-tech savvy people or older people or i don't know something like that like maybe there's going to be more support needed to help them because they don't may not be able to figure it out on their own as well right and we're getting more of that with doc sketch so that part of that is figuring that part out like how do we how do we do this in a way that really helps them and uh doesn't make it to where that's all we're doing Sounds like you're doing a good job awesome. already, though. <laughs> trying, yeah. trying. Like I said, there's still there's still a lot to do. There's, there always is. Well, this has been awesome. And uh, yes, yeah, it was really good to hear uh, how you think about some of these questions that we're dealing with and struggling with in our businesses. So I really appreciate you, you sharing that with us. Um, where can people find you online? Sure. Thanks. Um, it was great uh, being here. Thanks for the for the invite. Generally, Twitter. Yeah. I'm mostly on there, so Earthling works on there. Or if uh, you need something for electronic signatures, check out uh, Doc Sketch proposals, Bid Sketch. Awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on the show, and uh, <clears throat> listeners, hope you enjoyed it. And we will talk to you guys in another episode. Talk to you next week.
but 